You might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break, you know, cranking a beat or something, and yeah. punch him right in the face. Punch the little baby right in. <laughs> we'll see that. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast, and yet to bring up not one sport. Roll out. All right, welcome in episode 99 of the Hot Grits podcast. I'm Travis Chadon, and with me today, as always, is Spencer Maddox. We are yep. two weeks out now, Spencer, I think from, or a week ago, about a week ago, from Georgia winning a national title. So we'll talk about them some more with guys entering the transfer portal, guys declaring for the draft and guys declaring that they will return to Athens. Talk a little bit about uh, the quarterback situation there and Georgia's championship celebration on Saturday. Uh, NFL playoffs, as well as the Atlanta basketball franchise but spencer we're recording this on monday night january 17th martin luther king that we are junior day uh the hawks or i should say the atlanta basketball franchise won just before we recorded this uh over the bucks do you want to start there do you want to start with something else or, or what where do you want to start i'll let you choose well we can we can talk briefly about the the atlanta basketball team Atlanta basketball team is that what we're calling them the Atlanta professional basketball franchise yes all right the Atlanta basketball professional basketball franchise uh I screwed myself here dude because they've lost a billion games in a row um I've watched every single second of every single one of them and I finally at halftime I my blood pressure was so high I was so sick of the open threes that I kept seeing and the defense that had not changed up until that point I was like Screw it. I'm tired of screaming at the TV. I'm tired of freaking out my loved ones. I'm going to change up the vibe. I stopped watching and I just paid attention on my phone, like on uh, like the fantasy app to see what Trey Young was doing. And I was like, I'm going to switch up the vibe, like almost like a rally cap vibe. Like we got to do something different here. Like I was like, maybe it's me, you know? And of course they win. <laughs> of course That's they so win. so good. And now I feel like every time they're down at halftime, I can no longer watch. You know what I mean? Like I got to keep that going until they lose again. Well, I think so that, now that makes a lot I'll, of sense to me. So now I'll be watching until halftime. If they're down, I got to turn it off and then just go do something else, like play on my phone, whatever, and then check in. So I'm going to have to watch the ending of it after this, after we're done recording. So I don't even know how it ended. I know Trey had a billion free throws. He had 17 free throws, and he kept getting to the line. He wasn't shooting the ball well, which is super weird that you beat the best team in the conference or second-best team in the conference, what have you, whatever your opinion is, of them in the Brooklyn Nets with Trey shooting the ball poorly, or at least eh. And John Collins was 5 for 15. Like, your two best players shot it, eh, and he still won by 7, I think. Did you watch, did you watch the game? Yeah, so I watched most of it. The Hawks – or the Atlanta professional basketball franchise. I'll never get that. I'll never get that bit. There you go. I'll never do that bit correctly. Uh, the Atlanta basketball professional franchise won 121 to 114. And I did watch right. um, most of it. They outscored the Bucks 38 to 26 in the fourth. Um, but look, they were they shot 44.2%. 
the Atlanta basketball team did, and Milwaukee yeah. shot 44.3%. So they shot almost identical percentages. It could have gone a different way, but I mean, I, I don't like I don't know that it does much for me in the way of changing how I feel about the Hawks. If they start winning game, the Atlanta basketball professional franchise, if they start winning games like this more often, uh, then I will be convinced. But right now, as we record this, they are 18 and 25. Um, and oh, it's I don't, the biggest win of the season. You, do you think so? Or none. Yes, absolutely. Well, what if, I mean, the open, the op, the other biggest win of the season was opening night on, on the maps. Like it's not even close. Yeah, it's the biggest win of the season. They they came out and beat a mostly healthy. I mean, I, I don't think Drew Holiday played. Maybe he did. He did not. I don't remember now. Okay, so yeah, they beat a mostly healthy. But you had Chris Middleton and you had Giannis and Capella's out. So yeah, I mean. Capella is just as important, if not more important, to what the Hawks do than Drew Holiday is to what the Bucks do. I mean, they had their best player. We had our best player. Agreed. You know what I mean? So it's a mostly healthy team, and they went out there and beat them. It wasn't like a fluke fluke win either. They they beat them. So that's well, a, that's a huge momentum game. Like last time we recorded episode ninety eight, um, Cam Reddish was still a member of the Atlanta basketball professional franchise. And he is no longer. Get him out of here, dude. He is no longer a member. So I want to give you a chance. Takes on that, and what does it mean? What are the Hawks, or what are the you know? What's Travis Schlink telling us by making that trade? Is there anything to read into that? As far as the way they feel about themselves, do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Uh, first off, adjust your headphones so they're not sliding on your zipper there whenever you're talking. Oh, but uh, does it not sound great? Uh, it was alright. It was listenable, but. Uh, Okay. It, anyway, as far as Cam Reddish goes, uh, it had become clear that he was like becoming a problem in the locker room. If not like actively, it was just like becoming awkward. Like he didn't want to be there. Um, so he, which makes a lot of sense. Like I, I, he had become what Danilo Gallinari is to you. Like you always complain about Danilo Gallinari on his team. Yeah, because he, he had become that. He had become that for me. I was like, why is Cam Reddish putting up fifteen shots a game? shooting like 35%. Like, why are we allowing this? And they slowly were working him. Like, he was on his way out of the rotation. He, I, think I think he Jeff got like Schultz 15 minutes. Referred to him, Jeff Schultz for The Athletic referred to him as the the uh, proverbial trade rumor or the walking trade rumor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just forever I, rumored in trades. Well, it, it came out that he had asked out in the offseason. So after he has that great performance against Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals – he comes, he turns around and immediately asks for a trade because he wants, I guess he's feeling himself. He wants a bigger role somewhere. Um, I don't know how I feel about like, I, I don't know if that's dumb, smart, whatever. Um, I, I guess he just wants to work out the kink somewhere where he can get up 20 shots a night. Uh, I'm, I'm not mad at that, but uh, it was, I, I'm not, I'm not mad at that trade return. Like you get a first round pick back. They're clearly using that to try and make some more moves. Like, I don't think the Hawks draft that pick. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't see them bringing on two more rookies to this squad. That's already really young. Of course next not. year. Of course not. Um, so that, yeah, I, I think they're gearing up for something. Um, well, I want to talk about what it means. Are the, what it means as far as them being buyers or sellers, approaching the February 10th trade deadline. For me, that that trade doesn't mean that the Atlanta basketball professional franchise is 
becoming a seller or you know what no. I mean? Like I, I don't no, think no, no, it no. means they, either one. It was both both sides were ready to move on. I think they're one hundred percent going to become if they can't get a like a primo pick, and I mean like top five level pick for one of their guys, which they're not gonna get. Um, they're one hundred percent buyers, or uh, I would say consolidation. They're in consolidation mode, so they're gonna try and make two or three players, two or three guys into one guy. That's better than you know. Which is what we've been saying players. about this team since they were eliminated well, yeah, I mean, last year. I mean that that they, was always a question. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's what they've been trying to do. Now we know they've been trying to do that all along with Cam Reddish. And I, I had my suspicions that they were trying to do that anyway. But I, I'm still not mad at them bringing all these guys back. Like I, I even saw a, cl- a quote from Travis Schlink where he was like, I don't know, I guess it's on me for bringing everybody back. You s- Just by bringing those people back, you can still get assets for them as opposed to letting them walk. You know what I mean? Like if you would let a John Collins walk, you get nothing for John Collins and you have to, that's how teams, that's where teams go to die is you let your best players walk for nothing. That's where the Kings are at. Now they let Bogdanovich walk for nothing. If they'd gotten a first round pick for him, you know, who knows where they'd be. I mean, they probably wouldn't be good, but they'd be on a little bit better trajectory than they are now where they're just floundering. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not terribly, terribly happy with trading Cam Reddish who could become a star one day. I don't think he will be, but I mean, at least you got something. Dude, I wanted to talk about Bogdanovich briefly because what, again, what he, what Gallinari is to you, I think I said this to you the other day, what Gallinari is to do, Bogdanovich is for me. At least Gallinari is big. So when he gets blown by on defense every now and then, he can like contest a shot or something. Bogdanovich is just out there floundering, dude. He's, he's not doing anything for the offense. He's missing, he's a brick. And he gets blown by on every defensive possession, and he he's not big, so he can't contest shots. Like this man is straight up trash. Get him out of Atlanta immediately. I would rather have Cam Reddish than this guy because if he's not hitting shots, he's an absolute liability. Hate him. That's he, that's my strong. He might not take, be fully healthy. I mean, look, that's a probably not. Take. That's a strong take, but I do think that Gallinari's worse because he is perennially the worst player. In the league, he had a good second half. Apparently, he had a good second half, and that that helped us win. Apparently, the I'm number one sports bar in Savannah is Coach's Corner. Nine one two three five two twenty nine thirty three. If you want to call ahead, thirty sixteen East Victory Drive is the address for Coach's Corner. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out Rubbin and Grubbin, the NASCAR show with Brandon Bain, uh, as well as the Carl Demasi show on Saturday mornings. Also right there on the Coach's Corner Facebook page. Both of them also have a YouTube page. Go subscribe to that. And if you go to Coach's Corner to watch some of the NFL playoffs, to watch the Super Bowl coming up, to watch the Atlanta basketball professional franchise, tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you, and you will get a little discount on that bill. 912-352-2933 if you want to call ahead or 3016 East Victory Drive, it's www.coaches.net is the website. Uh, Spencer, all right, we'll move on from the Atlanta. Well, well hold on, five-seat ceiling, five ceiling. There you go. That's you have five-seat ceiling five for the Atlanta ceiling. basketball professional franchise. Five-seat ceiling. Okay, well. That's a big I, dub. Yeah, there's a big dub. I think it's still a nine-seed. 
Okay. It's fair. I, I get that. I'm with you. Who do I you understand think, that line of thinking. Five, six, uh, stealing. Jeff Schultz getting a lot of play on this podcast already uh, for The Athletic, yeah. but he wrote a column um, a few days ago. January 13th was when it was written, um, and it was talking about who the next – after the state of Georgia has two titles now, we're basically title town USA, the whole state, yeah. talking about the other teams outside of the Braves and outside of Georgia football – um, every other team in the state. So we're talking about collegiate basketball and football teams, plus the professional, okay. pro, plus the professional football team, the Falcons, professional basketball, and Major League Soccer in the United. And look, I don't. I would say that if you took every other team besides the Braves and UGA football, it's more likely that one of those two teams win again before any of the other teams win. So I would take the Braves and, and Georgia football over the field for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Georgia basketball I mean, the Hawks, the Hawks is not the... going to happen. That'll never happen because no, Tom Crean is terrible. Georgia, Georgia Tech would be more likely, I would think. But even even then, I mean, that, that program's been scuffling for a little bit now. I think uh, Georgia basketball might be worse than Georgia Tech football. I really think that. Yeah. That's a, no, that's no, no, I meant this. I meant to say Georgia Tech basketball. Did I not say that? No, no, you did. You did. I'm just thinking out loud okay, here. Okay, like, okay. Of all the teams, like who would be at the bottom? Well, I mean, Georgia basketball could be I mean, they to had, the bottom. They had a number one pick like a year and a half ago. I mean, I mean so can I tell it? you? They don't get. Listen, can I tell you something Go about ahead. Tom Crean? Yeah. He has won 14 SEC games. Since he's been the Georgia basketball head coach, do you know how many games he's lost? Seven, two years now, three years? No, a lot, way much longer. Do you know? Do you know how many games he's? Do you know how many games he's lost in the SEC? He's won fourteen. How many is that? Forty-two. Ooh, that ain't 14 great. Fourteen and forty-two. That ain't great. But I mean, dude, the guy went out and recruited. He got the number one recruit in the nation, and then did right? what with it? They didn't even make the CBI. That's that's fair. That's fair. But Anthony Edwards was not good that year, right? Like he was not a good college no, basketball no, star. No, right? No. Okay. So I mean, is that Tom Crean's fault? So maybe, much as maybe I mean, he got the guy. He went out there. He went out there and got the guy. The guys. No, no, no. Anthony Edwards sucked his his rookie year as well. Like it wasn't. It wasn't just like isolated to college. He had the same issues in the NBA. He he needed to blossom a little bit. That guy went out and got the number one player. In high school basketball, if nothing else, he did that. Like, all right, maybe he's a bad X and nose coach. I don't know. Like, well, he's not. I mean, he's not even a great recruiter either. If Anthony Edwards is the only yeah, player I mean, they've ever gotten, I mean, they didn't win when they had Nick Claxton as well. He's in the league, but it, I mean, yeah. look, we're not going to spend a I'm lot just of time. Come, I don't know why basketball. I'm coming to. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know why I'm coming to Tom Crean's defense here, but all I'm saying is he did go out and get a guy. Like that's that's something. But no, I would probably put Georgia basketball at the bottom of the tiers, right? Like Atlanta United's not great either. Thirteen uh, and twelve. It, it would be the record for Atlanta United. So it's it's Hawks versus Falcons. I think I, I think the Hawks are closer, right? Yeah, yeah. I would think I they mean, did it last year. I think definitely if you're talking about the Atlanta basketball team versus the Falcons, then yes, the basketball team is closer. Yeah. The basketball Falcons are facing a sure. full blown re yeah full blown rebuild. So yeah, I think the quickest way the Falcons could approach a Super Bowl would be 
three seasons. And I that would be asking yeah, that'd be asking a ton. I, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Um, well, let me let me ask you this: Have you watched at any college basketball this year? Do you are you keeping up with college basketball at all? I've I've tuned in a little bit. I uh, I actually jinxed the hell out of Duke. I like that guy, uh, Pablo. What's his name? Pablo. What's what's his name? But it starts with a B. I can't pronounce it. I'm not even gonna try. I, I've seen it a million times, but I'm not gonna try and pronounce it. Are you talking about Pablo Banchero? Oh. Paulo Banchero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, I like that name. guy. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a few, but uh, whenever they were playing Ohio State early on in the year, I was like, these guys are going to run the table. They were up, up big on Ohio State, and they ended up like blowing that game, jinx them so hard. And uh, yeah, I've watched a little bit of college basketball. What about you? No, not really at all. I mean, I know Gonzaga's one, Auburn's two, in the latest AP poll, but no, I haven't seen or heard about many players at all. I mean, it just seems like a down year for college basketball. It seems like a down era for college basketball. Gonzaga's Gonzaga's got an absolute alien playing center for them, dude. Uh, well, dude, they're the it, regular it, season it, it, champions of the world every single year. I mean, they're going to win the regular season for sure. They hang banners yeah. for regular season titles. I think the guy's name is Chet Holmgren. If if you get a chance to watch Gonzaga, I have seen Gonzaga play. I have seen Chet, and that guy is good. He's an alien, dude. He, he looks like something from another planet. He's so long and like like unwieldy the way he moves. He looks like a two two K creative player. If you made him seven foot eight, you know what I mean, and all off balance with his limbs and stuff, but he somehow gets buckets. Uh, yeah, it's it's an experience watching Gonzaga this year. Pretty fun. He was the number one overall player in high school, too. Probable number one overall pick, too, which is going to be exciting to watch. They got some dudes, as always. Um, all right, well, let's get to – They got some bros. Let's get to Georgia football and talk about what's going on with them and then and then NFL playoffs. What do you say? Yeah, so tell, me, tell me about this transfer portal, dude. So, JT Big Daniels – today, right? Yeah, JT Daniels expected to enter the transfer portal. Probably by the time this is out, he will have officially entered – the transfer transfer portal here here's the to absolutely no one's surprise no of course not and here's the but here's the kicker savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility sbpa is owned and operated by ross howard and together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball ross and sbpa offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players from ages 8 to 80. Think about that. 8 to 80. It's a young man's game. Full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the Academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282 and visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility, Ross Howard, our guy, helping us out sponsoring the Hot Grits podcast. Give him a call, 912-484-5282. Commercial and residential electrical services that you can trust. Braddy Electric is Savannah's number one electrical services for commercial 
and residentials since 1970. It's family owned and family operated. Reach them today at 912-233-1561 or 1104 East 35th Street. Braddy Electric, that's two D's, B-R-A-D-D-Y. Five stars on Yelp, five stars on Google reviews, and Savannah's number one electrical servicer since 1970. Call them today, 912-233-1561. JT Daniels hasn't graduated yet. He was scheduled to graduate over the summer, and he could still do that at Georgia and then be immediately eligible to play next year. But if he doesn't graduate, he's not immediately eligible to play because he's used up that immediate transfer coming from Southern Cal, coming from Southern Cal to Georgia. So that's something that's on the table. I don't doubt that he would be able to graduate, but that's not, you know, a foregone conclusion. I I think the same thing happened with Demetrius Robertson uh, when he transferred from Georgia to Auburn, he had already used up his transfer and still had to stay at Georgia and graduate before eventually getting to Auburn and being eligible um, immediately. So JT Daniels is the obvious one. Latavius Brini, Amir Speed, both transferring. Uh, NFL draft, I think no surprise with N'Kobe Dean, Lewis Seen, and Zamir White. A bit of a surprise, George Pickens turning pro. I I don't – Really? Yeah, well – That is surprising. I didn't see that. Okay, yeah, so he is turning pro, and I didn't know if you were saying really because you were surprised, or no, or, no, no, that is, yeah, that is surprising. So what do you, what what I do mean, you think I, of that? Because I, I wasn't surprised at all, but I'm just it seems like of, most people I'm just are. learning of it now. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just learning of it now. I I, I guess it shouldn't be surprising to me, uh, given his injury history. I, I'm sure an NFL team will take a chance on him. You know what I mean? And you don't want to run it back and have another horrible injury. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to run it back, tear another, tear an ACL or something. And then, yeah, you know, of course not. You're, you're course, basically, you have done. So many you're basically done after that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess that makes, that makes sense. But if I were George Pickens, I would probably run it back, have a fantastic year, try and become a surefire first round pick. There's no way he goes in the first round, right? No. He's going to take no. like a, a lottery no. ticket. Album. Yeah. I think probably, probably, He's probably a day two or day three guy, to be honest. I mean, third, fourth round. But look, he could be – Which – Go ahead. He's, I mean, a first-round talent, though. Like, when help we know him. seeing him play. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, maybe I he sneaks up. I I like to see him go to the Falcons, man. I always like seeing Georgia players go to the Falcons, people I'm, like, familiar with, playing for the team I like. You know what would be but, nice to see is know. if one of these running backs – from Georgia goes to the Falcons. Somebody like Jimmy Cook, somebody like James Cook, potentially. Yeah. Um, somebody absolutely. like I mean, I mean, Zamir White's turning pro. Uh, I don't know how high he'll go in the draft, uh, but you know, he was a workhorse at Georgia when he was healthy. But I, I, look, we we can't get very far without talking about the quarterback position. But I did think it was notable that um, the safety twenty nine, Chris Smith, coming back. And then this afternoon, Monday afternoon, a day before his birthday, Savannah native Nolan Smith, number four, the defensive end, announcing that he will return to school, which was probably very surprising to a lot of um, NFL folks who thought that he was a fringe second-round pick um, as a defensive end 
you know, hybrid type of linebacker. So Georgia getting him back will be right. huge. And he should be sort of an all – I mean, he'll be an All-American type of guy coming in to his final year in right. Athens. Uh, but look, dude, I, I think Stetson Bennett – did you see Stetson Bennett's appearance, by the way, on Good Morning America? I did not. So he was still definitely drunk uh, in, in the camera. You've got to look <laughs> You got to look this up. But he, it's like 7.30 a.m. the Tuesday after the national championship game. And they asked him, you know – most of the press from that interview comes from the way Stetson Bennett looks, which makes sense after winning a natty the night before. But they asked him if he wanted to play again next year, and he said, yes, he's going to play football again somewhere next season. And so that left, that left it open to be, what? well, A, does that mean collegiately or professionally? 99% of people believe that that means collegiately, but he didn't say he'd be back at Georgia. Um, and I'm not sure whose decision that really is at this point. I, I would guess if Stetson wants what? back. I mean, listen, if Stetson Bennett wants to come back to Athens, surely Munkin and Kirby Smart would have to be on board with that. But I don't know if it's in his best interest to come back. I mean, isn't this the time to to ride out on, you know, in the sunset? What if he comes back and goes 9-4? and four? Who cares? He won a title. They're going to love him in Athens forever. I, I know. Just because but... you don't go back to – it does not matter. There is no there is no reason for Stetson Bennett to leave Georgia unless the coaching staff says we're going to go in another direction because we've got a five-star that came in after you you're and we don't want to do the same though. thing. You're saying that – if you're Stetson Bennett, there's no reason? Or the fan base, there's nobody in the fan base? No, yet. Yeah. If you're – if you're Stetson Bennett, there's no reason to do that. You're coming into probably the best, either the best or second best position in the country as a quarterback, I would think. Oh, I agree with uh, that. It's top, I'm saying- top five. Top five. So why would you leave? If you're, if you're, uh, is, are you saying he's trying to better his pro prospects? No. Like, what if the offensive not coordinator really- and the head coach basically tell you in not so many words, hey, thanks, but we're good? No, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Like, it, there, it would definitely not be Stetson Bennett's decision if he wasn't coming. That's what I'll, that's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. There's okay. no universe. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, there's no universe where Stetson Bennett says, "I don't. I want to go and play somewhere else in college." Like that. If if so, then I mean, uh, yeah, no, I don't become, think it would be. How was that guy smart enough? I, I think it would be him, basically taking the high road and not saying that it was his choice, but I think most people would agree that if he doesn't come back, it's because, you know, he was told that there's no guarantee that he's going to win the starting job. And if you're Stetson Bennett, I think you would expect to not have to battle again for your starting job. I mean, imagine if he comes back absolutely, Georgia and gets beat out. That doesn't seem possible. Now, if Bennett leaves, Spencer, JT Daniels enters the transfer portal and – all of a sudden, the most experienced quarterback on the roster is Carson Beck, assuming that he stays. We still have Brock Vandergriff uh, over there um, after finishing his freshman year of basically orientation. Um, and then Gunnar Stockton coming in uh, out of Raven County, I believe. Possibly Arch Manning coming in the year after that. I mean, the, the quarterback room at Georgia isn't getting any clearer. But, you know, I, I do think that JT Daniels entering the transfer portal is the first 
of several dominoes. Um, any any guesses as to where JT Daniels is going to be? I mean, you're leading me somewhere, aren't you? I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I can't really think of like fits for him. You know that would because what is he really? Who is he tied to outside of being from California? I mean, there's nobody that was with him at Georgia who's gone somewhere else, like another coach that I can think of. That right. I mean, I just. I mean, it's, you would, it's just tough to. If, if you go like laterally, so if if a program. Like a big program, you know what I mean, looks at this Georgia QB room and says, okay, they caught lightning in a bottle with Stetson Bennett a little bit. They, they decided to run with it. That doesn't mean JT Daniels is a bad player by any means. Maybe we take a flyer on him for one year, like a, like a Texas, like a Florida State, something like that. You know what I mean? That, that kind of makes sense. But I would think he would move down a tier, right? Like most, most guys would move down a tier. But, I mean, they did just win the national title, so maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he I mean, moves laterally. Uh, I think Georgia's. I think it was the passing game coordinator or wide receivers coach, maybe uh, Cortez. Right. Cortez Hankerton just left to go to LSU. Uh, you know, LSU has had quarterback issues. Uh, that could be a spot. I mean, I think. Right. It, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, uh, for sure, to track that quarterback position in general. Um, look, as we record this, we'll move on from Georgia. As we record this. Uh, Los Angeles Rams are beating up on the Arizona Cardinals 21 to nothing. Uh, where do you want to start with the NFL playoffs from this past weekend? What games did you watch or what stood out for you? Uh, Buffalo. I mean, just absolutely murdered. Holy hell. They beat the shit out of the Pats. That was awesome, dude. And like, I, I was, I've never been a bigger, like, fan of any team other than the Falcons than I was that day. I'll say that. Like I, I, I don't I don't think I've ever hated the Patriots. Uh I don't I don't feel like I've ever been like, man, screw these guys. But just seeing them get pummeled like did something for me. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it was pleasing. I mean it gave you special feelings oh, in yeah, special dude. places. For <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> it was awesome. And I mean, dude, Josh uh, Josh Allen is that dude, man. He he really has become that dude. I think I think he was a year ahead of schedule last year, kind of where Patty Mahomes was his sophomore year, maybe. Yeah. Uh, oh, excuse me, second year in the league. You know yeah, what I mean? The Bills had zero um, punts and zero turnovers. Right. That's, what? That was <laughs> what? incredible. That's crazy. Incredible. The perfect offensive game. Apparently the first in history in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. I saw that graphic. That was nutty, dude. I just That's even better. Dude, I have a hard, I have a hard time believing uh, – uh, I, I don't know. I, I think Green Bay is going to – like, I think Green Bay is going straight to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't think anybody's beating Green Bay in Green Bay. You know what I mean? At this time of year, the way Aaron Rodgers is dealing. Well, they get the 49ers this week. That's it all play. Yeah. Yeah, which that was hilarious, dude. Did you watch that game? Oh, my God. I watched uh, – the Cowboys are the gift that keep on giving. I know, man. And, like, I've, I've always <laughs> thought it was corny – I've always thought it was corny to like pile on these dudes because I've never believed in the Cowboys before. I guess like I was always like, I mean, yeah, we can laugh at the fans, but they like didn't have that great of a team. You know what I mean? Before this, this year they like they got me. I was believing in them. I I really picked them to beat the Niners. And <laughs> it just went out there and laid an egg. And then the final drive, dude. What do you even say about that? Like, yeah, there was a lot going on. Show. I mean. I don't know. 
How do you not know to hand the ball to the ref? Have you ever yeah, seen that, something like that? No, never, never. And and Mike McCarthy, like, the I don't Cowboys even think I've seen coach. that in like high school. I don't even think I've seen that. No, that's a rookie mistake. What are you doing? And he says after the game, McCarthy says after the game that this this is a situation and a play that the Cowboys have practiced all season long. Like he says that and wears it as a badge of of honor somehow. And and you know if that's the case, oh, he's then- out of there, dude. He's 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 gone. He's gone. There's that's a big talking point this week. Like, should you fire Mike McCarthy? Absolutely, bro. Get out of here. Did you? The, the play calling for them, and I've never been on board with Mike McCarthy being a good coach, but granted. But this dude is out of here. And if not, they have no idea what they're doing. And they let Jason Garrett be the head coach of that team for, I don't know, 10 years, whatever it was. So maybe he's not gone. But any competent franchise is moving on from him immediately. I would move on from you know him what I mean? for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think someone like Flo- Brian Flores would be a much better coach in Dallas than this guy absolutely uh but where jerry jones and the cowboys might go would be something like jim harbaugh that would be hilarious i mean it would just be hilarious (laughs) if they hired somebody like that instead i'm a a harbaugh guy i won't lie of course you are you are i like i like him i like him so maybe i don't know i like the it it looks like the rams will play the gloves go ahead I like the the gloves and the pregame warm up that he was wearing in Michigan before he just got absolutely boat raced by Georgia. <laughs> I, I like all of it. The competitive nature it's funny. The pleated cap and it. all. It looks like it'll be yeah. the Rams versus versus the Buccaneers um, in the NFC, and then the Niners, Packers um, on the other side. Uh, looks right. like, looks like in the AFC. Well, we know what it'll be. It'll be Bengals Titans. Shout out to the Bengals, dude. First playoff win since right. 1991. Awesome since 1991. Game. Was... Dude, we, we, oh my God, so much stuff happened in the NFL. We didn't even talk about the whistle. Did you see that? Yeah, I can't believe my younger brother who was at the <laughs> game brought that whistle all the way from Savannah. That's nuts. <laughs> that's, that's so dry and so good, dude. That's so good. <laughs> Unreal, man. Unreal. And the, the NFL, the gall on the NFL to basically not come out and say we screwed up. Oh, they said that the whistle happened like, after the play. And it's like, yo, well, what? what they what they said is they, they said they said in like pretty much verbatim, they said the refs said the whist the no 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 the officials got together and determined that the whistle happened after the catch. That's all they said. That's all they said. They didn't say that the whistle happened after the catch. They said the officials got together and determined that the, and so they ran with it. They didn't come out and say we apologize the officials got this wrong, yada yada yada. They just said, "Oh, it's on them, dog." And then the next day, come out and say that that crew won't be refing any more games of the playoffs. I'm like, bro, just come out and say y'all screwed up. Not like, great. have you guys back. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, come on! They they blew the play dead, and they caught a touchdown, and it was a pivotal play. Like it's not like these bros won by twenty one; they won by one score. Oh, come on, man! And just to put it on your refs, NFL clown clown organization or you know conglomerate for that, whatever. Get that out of here, dude. Do you want to see awesome, Big though. Ben Roethlisberger? Do you want to see Big Ben come back for one more year? Nope. 
<laughs> Nobody has ever answered yes to that question. Nope. Time to move on. Bro, he I mean, walked yeah, off. He walked corpse, off in defeat. Corpse out like, there running it. It needed to go the way that it went. Like they tried to get a garbage time touchdown for him, like to, to you yeah. know to make the game look better, and I guess to let him end his career on a touchdown. Instead, he just he just basically lay, lets his receiver hang out to dry, throws one up for him to get mushed. Perfect way to walk out on the road. It looks like it'll be Chief Bills, though, dude. Like, that's what it feels like in the AFC, right? I mean, those two teams seem to. Have you ever been to Milledgeville? Yeah, I've been to Milledgeville. Why do you bring that up after Roethlisberger? Oh, you know, the bathroom scene there, dude, is something else, man. Oh, because of the alleged rape? That's all I'm screaming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alleged. Have you ever been to Milledgeville? Yeah, a couple times. I partied there. That's what I'm saying. Good bathroom scene. I don't get it. But what? Yeah, he, he raped somebody there. That's what I'm in, saying. In a bathroom? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, dude, dude, go dig up that story. That that is an interesting read. His buddy like held the door for uh, allegedly. What happened is his buddy held the door. While he had sex with this super drunk girl in the bathroom, tough. Not a tough great look. look for young for young Ben. Bra- yeah, 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 yeah. No, no not, not a great, great. look not for great. bathroom anyway. Either. Yeah, and also, what are you doing in Milledgeville, dog? Like you're a quarterback in the NFL. What are you doing drinking in Milledgeville, Georgia? But no doubt. I I digress. I I got some picks. Would you like to hear my picks? Yeah, but can I give you a pick first? Go ahead. If I'm picking out of um, every realtor in the world, I'm talking about every real estate agent ever in the entire world, 1-1, the number one pick in the first round is John Carr. 912-228-0916. 912-228-0916. John Carr, realtor, the number one real estate agent. Confirmed, guys. I'm not just saying this. The number one real estate agent in the entire Milky Way galaxy, John Carr, is our guy been a sponsor of the Hot Chris podcast for a long time? So call him or visit him on Facebook. You can find him, John Carr Realty.com or through Seaport Real Estate. This guy sold base, basically the equivalent of a house a week um, in 2021. Those are the kind of stats that we like, those are the kind of stats that we support. Numbies, dude. Numbies. Putting up numbies. 912-228-0916. Call our guy, John Carr. Spencer, lay some picks on me, dog. All right. I like the ra- – and this is a bold pick, dude. Spencer's bold pick. Assuming that this score holds, I like the I like the Rams over the Bucks next week. Do you concur with that? You, you still on the Bucks train? No, give me Tom Brady in a big game over Matt Stafford in a big game. All right, fair. All right, fair. Duh. I, I mean, Tom I am going out on. I am going Brady, dog. No, I know. I'm going out on a limb here. I, I'm. I'm hoping the Rams shock the world. You know, everybody else can be picking the Bucks. I understand that. I just. I like the Rams. I said it before the playoffs. Said I like the Rams going in this year. We'll see how that one picks out. I like Green Bay. I said earlier, I like Green Bay going all the way to the Super Bowl, though. So the Rams lose to Green Bay in Green Bay. And then on the other side, Bengals. I like the Bengals, dude. I like the, I like Bengals, the Bengals, dude. I like the juice. I like I like, I like, like D's. I like the juice. I like the whistle. I like it all. I like the Bengals <laughs> going all the way to the Super Bowl. 
Joe Burrow is a hell of a player, man. I would post- love to have him as my hell quarterback. Yeah. His post-game presser said it all. I was like, dude, this guy's going to the Super Bowl. This you see those glasses? Shit. Yeah, he just looks like <laughs> as fuck, man. <laughs> He's the man, dude. Joe Cool. He's the man. They're going to the Super Bowl. He's the kind of guy that could but, like do anything and wear anything and still look cool. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, dude, he's he's the Jack Harlow of the NFL. No, I'm screaming. Wow, wow, that's yeah, a big yeah. big time compliment for Jack Harlow. Yeah, yeah. To I be mean, compared like to Harlow. Joey Burrow, yeah, he's. I mean, Jack Harlow is all right. He's not bad. He's got swag, dude. He's got swag, dude. He's got sway with the ladies. The Titans are three and a half point favorites over the Bengals in the AFC. Um, No shot those bros beat the Bengals. Bills? I can't believe that's how it lines up. Bills are winning. You like the Bills over the Personally. I do. Those bros are rolling, man. I don't know, man. I think I like the Chiefs. What do you think the spread is? it's It's Bills at home, right? No, it's yeah, it's Bills Kansas, at home. No, it's in Kansas City. Is it? Yes, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Kansas City number one over us. Uh, I'm gonna say Kansas City's favored by three. Wow, Kansas City minus two point five. Almost. Kansas City minus uh, so two point cl- five. So clearly, I like Kansas City, but. I think Bills win the game. If the Bills I'm win, against my, I'm going against my own handicapping here. If the Bills win and get to the Super Bowl, that would really, really be something for them. But it does feel like they have to win. Like they can't go to the Super Bowl and lose, right? Even though it's been forever since that was a thing, it would just they would just revert back to like classic Bills <laughs> get to the Super Bowl and lose. Do you know what I mean? Even though it's been forever since yeah. that was the case. Yeah, it's just like all of our brains like, would just go back to that. Like, oh yeah, 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 that makes sense. It's like if the Jazz got beat in six game by the Bulls in twenty twenty two or something. Right, right. Like, oh yeah, so good. Um, all right, well, anything else from the NFL? No, give me a Super Bowl winner, dog. Um, I mean, we didn't do this last week, so we might as well do it right now. We've whittled it down a little bit. Now we got the the, the pretenders out of here. Give me the Super Bowl winner. I got to give you one pick. One pick. I or think just, I know no, what your me, pick give me is. A, give me a game. Give me a give me a game. Give me the two teams, and then give me a pick. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm gonna go. Give me Packers. Give me Packers over. Chiefs. Packers over Chiefs. All right. Yeah. I said Bengals. I said Bengals on the other side. I think I think I might be getting swept up in the hype, the Joe Burrow hype. You know I what I mean? Maybe the a glasses. Little, yeah. The swag. Uh, but I'm sticking with it. it. It'll be a fun ride. And if I'm right, then me and Diesel will ride off in the sunset laughing our asses off. So give me Packers over the Bengals. Give him Packers or give him Death, but he does have Death. the pack. Yeah. But he does have the Bengals winning the AFC. What a world we are living in! Let's go, let's uh, go. Set it in stone. I think we're gonna make this a recurring segment 
Spencer, all la the Atlanta basketball prof- professional uh, franchise ceiling watch. Let's do the HPP okay. celebrity death of the week. Um, by okay. honor, honor this week Bob- goes to Bob Saget. Yeah, one Bob Saget. So congrats to Bob Stole Saget for winning his the final award um, of his career living. Uh, just his career, <laughs> just his career as life. Um, any thoughts on it? I think he was a good actor. Yeah, good funny actor. Guy, by all funny accounts, guy. By all, by all accounts, a pretty good dude. Uh, he'll always be memorable to me from Tourette's guy. Do you remember that? Uh, the most memorable thing Bob Saget ever did wasn't him doing anything at all. It was just his name. Tourette's guy would just say, Oh, Bob Saget! <laughs> the the <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking yeah, about. The, YouTube, the super offensive YouTube guy. Bob Saget. <laughs> always, I'll always remember Bob Saget from his roles on Entourage, playing Bob Saget, but playing Bob Saget yeah. in the exact opposite way that Bob Saget is in real life, like a womanizer who's vulgar and <laughs> just <laughs> super, super offensive. I always has two ladies on his that was, arm. That was, that was a really good episode. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that's it for us here on episode 99. Episode 100 up next, dudes. Pretty pretty big holiday. Uh, Bob Saget! <laughs> at Spencer Maddox. What is the end of your Twitter handle? Underscore. At Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. Oh, yeah. That's right. You guys know how to find yeah, us. I'm not going to waste your time on, on telling you to go to Instagram and look up The Hot Grits or to Twitter at Podcast Grits. For the show, hotgritspod at gmail.com. Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, all the good stuff. Um, me at Jadon Sports or on Twitter. Until episode 100, 100, dudes. Stay safe. Wash your hands, you Hell filthy yeah. animals. Peace.